Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday, where three nerdy friends talk about all things nerd, geek, and pop culture related. I am one third of the nerd, Sunny, and it's going to be another solo web episode this week. Uh, Frank uh, and Manny both have plans or personal things going on in their life, so they're not able to join us this week. But, like they say, the show must go on, so here I am to carry carry that burden, just like Icarus, but neither here nor there. So... Uh, let's just get into it, I guess. Uh, I got two pieces of news. Um, although Comic-Con is here, I am filming uh, or recording, I should say, on Friday the 22nd. It'll probably be out this, today, uh, tonight or tomorrow, the episode. But I know Comic-Con is out. A lot of stuff is going on, a lot of trailers. I might do a separate episode on that, just about the trailers, of all the things that come out so far. Saturday, I know... That Marvel and, and DC will be uh, presenting that day. I think Marvel has an hour. I think DC has an hour or two as well to present. I'm not 100% sure on that. So we'll have a lot of major news. I might, again, might do separate issues or separate, yeah, I guess separate issues of those uh, on the podcast and just kind of go from there. But I definitely will be very intrigued with the, uh, with the trailers. There's some stuff I'm, I'm very curious I'm going to watch and I want to talk about it on here, even if it is just with me as well. So stay tuned for those. I'm going to try to get those out as soon as possible. Once everything comes out and I kind of have time to process everything. Because I do work tomorrow. So I won't be able to watch it live. But anyways, moving on from that. Our first piece of news. As you may know, uh, myself and the honorary fourth member of the group, uh, Gil. Uh, we both really love the uh, Fear Street films on, on Netflix. Netflix took a really big gamble by making three back-to-back movies. And releasing them basically like a week, uh, I think it was like a week apart from each other, I think. Or maybe like um, a month or something like that, I forgot exactly how it worked out. But I thought they did very well. Uh, they they gave the uh, attention that horror needed to make it really work well. Instead of just kind of cashing it in and just saying, nah, here you go. Here's, here's some people in masks and some cool kills, have some fun. They actually, you know, put some work into it. Good news, Netflix has confirmed that more... Uh, films, or possibly a film, is coming uh, back to Netflix to take place in the Fear Street universe. We don't know right now. Uh, the details are very, uh, very sparse. We don't know if it'll be a direct sequel to those stories of, of the original three films that they put out, or more loosely based on the books uh, franchise that was written by R.L. Stein. We're not sure, but uh, they are moving forward with the project, and that's really good to hear as someone who really enjoyed them. Um, um, I definitely want to see more from that world in general. I thought Netflix did pre- pretty good on that. The other thing I want to talk about, uh, <laughs> if you uh, were on the internet at any time, you probably heard people bashing the new, um, uh, I, I dare call it a trailer, for the Monsters film directed by Rob Zombie. It was a very, very bad trailer with audio issues throughout it sounded like we made it in our backyard and it just didn't look good the 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 saturation the colors the lighting everything about it looked bad uh the acting didn't look great um i think there was some um sinking uh some not sinking issues um yeah sinking issues between the the uh the picture and, and the and the audio at times and I won't lie, when the trailer came out, 
I spent hours trying to convince myself that, you know what, this wasn't a terrible trailer. He's trying to be very retro with it, maybe trying to make it feel like it did back then uh, when it first aired on TV. Although, when it aired, it was in black and white, and I think they did a movie, TV movie in color, and that looked terrible, the original one, so it, it was a bad idea to begin with. But by the end of the day that the trailer came out, I was like, wow, no, this is bad. And I really had my hopes up. I knew Rob Zombie was a huge fan of the, of the monsters growing up. I, it might be one of his favorite TV shows, if not his favorite. And I was hoping to kind of have more of that retro feel with some of his camera work. And it just, yeah, it was bad. So bad. And then what made it worse is that someone decided, uh, I've, I, I don't remember who did it or if it was a YouTube channel or an independent person or something like that. They actually re-edited, or, or yeah, they edited the uh, trailer to be all in black and white, and it, and it looks so much better. It, it, it didn't fix the audio, obviously, because that's a whole different issue. But the fact that the trailer was in black and white and made everything look just better kind of makes me think, why didn't he do that? So to lead into the news uh, portion of this whole little ramble that I just went on here is that uh, Universal, who I believe owns the property to Monsters, originally reached out and said, hey, you know, here, here's some money, uh, Rob Zombie, make, make the film. And originally they were in talks to do a theatrical release and some sites say heavily rumored, other sites say confirmed that they were going to put this on Peacock. As an exclusive, once it uh, had, had a little run in theaters, or it might have done at the same time, like limited theater release, something like that, like they did with a couple of movies like Netflix, like uh, I think did it with Army of the Dead and um, the Beast of uh, Beast of No Nation, or something like that with uh, the, the film with uh, Idris Elba. Anyways, well, I guess <laughs> once the um, the hate kind of came out for the trailer. Just out of nowhere, hey, uh, Rob Zombie posts on Instagram saying, hey, uh, catch the monsters uh, exclusively on Netflix. And it's going to be airing on the same day that the Adams Family, I think, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, it's a new animated film. It's about the daughter. And her name always escapes me for some reason. Uh, Monday. Monday? Yes, I'm going to go with Monday. Probably wrong. You can tell tell me I'm wrong in the comments. That's absolutely fine. Um, that's coming out the same day, uh, directed by Tim Burton. So we went from possible theatrical release to a Peacock exclusive to, hey, Netflix, do you want this? We don't really feel confident in this at all. Now, that's just me adding the little part right there, but that's essentially what happened. And it's insane. $40 million, I think it costs to make this. And I'll be honest with you. It didn't look like it. It didn't look like it, it was worth... Uh, whatever he did in the film doesn't look $40, $40 million worth. Deadpool, I think, was $35 million, Just for, you know, comparison. Yeah. It was $30, $35 million. But, man, that's just... That's a shame. Now, in all fairness, I am going to watch it. I am going to go in with the best intentions on hoping that this film is actually good, that maybe the trailers are misleading on purpose, so that once you're there, it goes, hey, you're in for something different. 
this is what it's actually going to be about, and I would be okay with that. We'll see what happens, but when it comes out, I will watch it, and I will review it on here, or at least give my thoughts. It might not even be worth reviewing, technically. Uh, I had oh, such high hopes for it, because I do love the monsters. I, I, I like the Adams Family a lot, but man, the monsters was something I, I used to love watching on, on, my, uh, on my grandmother's te- uh, television when I was sick from school. Or right before we had to go to school early morning, my parents would drop us off at our grandparents' house, and I'm you know sneaking a little TV, and that's where I used to watch. Um, I think it was Star, oh, what was it? Star Trek Enterprise, uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, I watched all the um, all the old black and white cowboy shows. Uh, the Monsters was on early morning. I forgot what channel it was. I'm surprised it was even on, um, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a show that I really did that I really did like as a kid. A lot, lot. Um, my 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 360 gamer tag handle was Dragula. Uh, not only named after the the Rob Zombie song, which I love, but it was also in homage to uh, the monsters as well. So, like I said, I I will I will keep an open mind. I'm not thrilled, and I'm not very. Um, my confidence has dropped down to almost zero at this point. But well. We'll give it a go. We'll try. Moving on from that, let's go ahead and talk about my nerd outs of the week. Uh, The main topic will be a spoiler-free review of the Netflix Resident Evil television show. Uh, I I watched all eight eight episodes uh, in preparation for the episode. I was hoping the other other guys would be on here, but I'm going to bring it to you guys anyways. Oh, uh, another quick uh, little piece of news. Uh, we talked about the the show, I believe, on Hulu called The Bear uh, that that's, uh, takes place in Chicago about a little uh, beef joint and uh, the, um, the 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 crew that, that that run it. I've heard a lot of good things. The first two episodes that really took me a lot to kind of finish. I the whole fast talking like we're on meth, just nonstop, go go go, yell at each other to never understand anything. I don't, I don't mind that, but when it's two episodes back-to-back, it drives me crazy. I heard it does settle down a little bit, gets a little more focused. But I've heard a lot of good things about it. And I guess the, the word has been so good that uh, they decided to give a, a renewal. So uh, we are getting a season two of uh, The Bear, uh, for sure. Sorry about that. I had to take a sip of water. So uh, moving on to my nerd outs. It was a horror kind of week for me. I just kind of felt like, you know what? I kind of want to go back to my roots uh, as a fan. Uh, the thing that made me love movies in the first place, horror movies. So the first thing I want to talk about is The Cursed. Uh, the Cursed is a, is a werewolf film. Werewolf film. Takes place uh, Victorian-esque era. Something like that. Be before uh, World War One, I, I would say probably 20, 30 years before World War One takes place. So it is a period piece. It's a horror film about werewolves. Period pieces typically don't do well in theaters. Werewolf films rarely ever actually do well in theaters. Horror films could do well, depending. So there's a lot going against this film uh, on a mainstream level. 
And I think it is worth watching, 100%. I'd, I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10. And a quick synopsis about Curse before I kind of get into it. The, the plot of it is there is this uh, rich land baron. Uh, this man, he comes from money and wealth. Decides that he wants this little parcel of land. Maybe, maybe a couple of acres. At best, 10 acres, maybe. And uh, I've, I've been told this is a derogatory term. Sorry, but that's what they refer to him in the movie. So that's why I refer to him as. A group of gypsies live on this little acre, this little 10-acre, 5-acre plot of land that just sit right on the edge of his property. But he wants it all. He wants all of his land to be his. So he and a bunch of, a bunch of his friends from town decide to ride into this little camp. And we're talking maybe about 20, 30 people at best. And they just massacre everyone. Through this massacre, one of the, the I guess, lead gypsy women in, in, in the camp decide, knew that this was going to happen. And she, was, she would make these fangs, uh, these silver fang teeth. Uh, in preparation for this as a curse because she knew that there was no escape in it this was their fate and that curse falls upon his family in the town and werewolves are born through this curse so that's kind of general gist of it that's what you kind of need to know going into it this movie is it's good it's really good actually I, I think the, the atmosphere of it is fantastic a lot of gloom, a lot of gray colors, a lot of mists in the dark. It looks great. It looks very, uh, very dime novel, penny dreadful kind of stuff. And I think that really works in this movie's favor. It, it, feels, it feels like a, oh, <laughs> I don't want to say a grown-up version of uh, Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow, but it feels more like a, like a genuine attempt to be scary instead of obscure if that makes sense and if you know Tim Burton you, you kind of know what I'm, what I'm talking about anyways the, the horror stuff is really good the, the camera work is fantastic in it. The, the same guy who directed who directed this film he wrote it I think he worked on the cinematography he basically did everything for this film so this is his, his little baby his, 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 his big project be warned that this movie is very brutal. Uh, it happens early in the movie. like It's like within the first five, eight minutes of the film. So it's not a spoiler or anything. And, I, and it is kind of insinuated in the trailer. There is a... Uh, it's very, again, it's very brutal. There is a man who gets his arms and his legs or his, his hands and feet chopped off. And he's stuffed like a scarecrow and hung up like one. Left to die... And he, his bones and body and everything becomes the scarecrow living in the, in in that field that he that he took over. And again, he didn't do anything with this land. He did nothing. He didn't build on it. He didn't put a hunting cabin. He just wanted it just to say that he had it. And that scarecrow is like a, a trophy, a memento of, of that day. He buried people alive. They uh, insinuate that. The creepy men uh, raped 
the, the women of the camp as well. They shot all the men. They buried people alive. God awful things that they did to them. And you see a lot of it. And there, and there is uh, violence among children. You see, you see them get bit. You see them just dripping with blood. You see, see the wounds on their neck and on their arms where they get bit. It's it's a very it's a very intense film. It doesn't hold back on the on, on the violence at all. It, it 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 actually shoves it in your face, not in a exploitative way, but in a very I guess realistic tone. It's not like something you would see in uh, a toxic a toxic adventure. But it, it feels like, yeah, if someone got bit, that's, that's what it would look like. Just gruesome and gnarly. And back then, you know, medicine was, here, take some cocaine, you'll be fine. So, yeah, you see everything. It, it, is, it, it is a really brutal, brutal film at, at times to, to watch. Not, not so bad, I think you'll turn it off. But I, it, it is something to be aware of. I, I appreciated it, personally. Uh, but, again, uh, everyone's tolerance for for horror, violence, and gore and all that, it, it heavily varies. So just be warned, there is a lot of that in here. Another thing I want to talk about are the werewolves. It is really cool that they kind of built on the mythos of how the vampire is made. This is, I believe, I believe it is heavily inspired by the original Wolfman movie uh, from Universal. Same thing, you know, there was a wolf in, in there, in, in the woods, he gets bit, he goes to, to a gypsy woman, tells him you've been cursed, silver, is, you know, silver can kill the beast, so on and so forth, and it is, I believe it's heavily inspired by that, and, and again, it's called cursed because the werewolves are actually birthed from the curse, it's not the, uh, a, a creature just so happens to be in the area, or it's a beast, it is made through greed, and through pain and anguish and it's really cool to see because the, the way it works is it, it's kind of like a parasite it, it the, the the curse kind of creeps in, in, in into a very i don't want to say weak-minded person but it, it it kind of worms its way into someone's someone's head everyone in the town is having the same dreams they're having the same visions of these of, of these vicious attacks these these monsters and eventually they start the, the the village people start to turn it into these these werewolves themselves and causing havoc amongst the, the the town and their own community. It's it's a really good movie and there's a great awesome scene where we a lot of great practical effects in, in this scene. Again, I won't give away too much, but they kind of reveal how the werewolf works and what's inside of it and and how it works and it's it's it caught me off guard and I was like whoa sh- wow wow. That is that is creepy. It's unsettling, and it was awesome to see. Uh, like I said, this movie is not afraid to uh, pull punches. I, I I I love that about it. That it's saying, hey, this this is this, it is what it is. This is violence. Uh, this is violence that it happens. This basic. It's not based on anything true, but you you know this happened. People killing other other people for something as as petty as an acre of land. Maybe even less for a silver spoon. You know, people are crazy, and that's why. And as I said, I really admire the film about. Uh, I really admire the film for that. It's not perfect, I will say. I the there's this. There the opening scene is cool. Uh, we we kind of 
open up on on, on World War One trench for the, the the British. They're getting ready to to leave uh, the their, their trench and go into no man's land and, and attack uh, the 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 Germans. I will be honest with you. That whole scene could be taken out. The ending of this film, and I'm talking about the very, very ending, not the climax of the of the main story. Like the very, the very ending and the very beginning could be cut out. That 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 it, I I I don't know if it, it was trying to play off like, oh, this is a are based on a real story, or this is a, a a myth from World War One that this man so on and so forth. I I don't know what he was trying to do with all that. It, it's so weird. It. The reveal at the end again. It it feels just out of nowhere. The reveal at the end, it 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 feels like it's a completely different movie. It doesn't even belong in here. I don't know why it is, but it is. Uh, yeah, I I can't I can't talk about the ending without spoiling it. So just just understand that uh, it, it's gonna make no sense and has no bearing on the film past the opening and ending uh, scenes. And yeah, it's just, it's there. <laughs> it, it, it baffles me why it's in there. So with that being said, the, the pacing of the film is a little slow at times be, between those spurts of violence and, and action and horror. We, we do kind of drag a little bit. We kind of drag things on just a little bit too much. The, the the main actor I'm forgetting his name. Um, he's 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 been getting a lot of more uh, bigger projects. He was the main lead in the in, in the newest Predator film. Uh, he was in that um, uh, he was in that Hatfield McCoy series for uh, History Channel. It was like a like a four part episode, uh, four part miniseries. He was uh, one of the um, I think he was a McCoy. No, he was a uh, he was Hatfield. Anyways, uh, I, and his, again, his name escapes me at the time, and I actually think he's a really good actor. Oh, he he was the main bad guy with the metal arm in Logan. So uh, if you kind of ha- you know what I'm talking about, I thought he was great. Uh, the, all, all the acting in this, he, even the kid actors were fantastic. Everyone was on point. It's just a lot of the characters weren't that interesting past them being scared. There wasn't much to them. A couple of them were were pretty a uh, little more a uh, little more uh, fleshed out, I guess, among uh, compared to the other ones. But they're very basic characters. So, with all the bad things being said, I, I think the the good stuff really outweighs all the negative in this film. It is something to watch. Um, it's close to being like one of those like underground classics. Maybe a call. I, I can see this getting a call following. And someone really appreciating it again for 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 the mythos of building this this werewolf and how it comes about, how it, how it happened, why it happened, and kind of bringing that Victorian penny dreadful feel back to horror again. It, it it's like it's like a horror it's like a, a Hammer film if Hammer took itself serious and less boobs and sex. That that's kind of what it feels like. It feels it, it is cool to be in this in this setting again. There's something about the Victorian era that I I would love t- for people to do a little more genre bending with besides just uh, you know uh, love and prejudice and uh, Emma like those type of films are great. Don't get me wrong, but 
like um like when they did Pride, Prejudices, and, and Zombies. That was a cool idea. It wasn't a great film, but I liked the idea putting zombies in there. Uh, this take, taking a werewolf story, putting it in, in, into here. Uh, I think the I think also um, Brotherhood, uh, <clears throat> the, the the Brotherhood uh, Brotherhood of Wolves film was like a French martial arts film about a large vampire or not <laughs> a large wolf, uh, man man eating wolf. That was cool too. Again, because it was took that era and kind of bended a little bit and made it made it its own. I, I would love to see more of that kind of stuff. Um, well, yeah, this this gets a high recommendation for me, hundred percent. Moving on from that, the next film I saw was another horror film, uh, a Shutter exclusive, The Sadness. It comes from, I believe, uh, South Korea, and uh, oh boy, this film. So I, I like this film a lot. Uh, it, it, it's dark humor. It's, whew, it, it's, it's, it's tough to watch though, especially if you're not into this kind of stuff. So I guess before I continue on, the, the, the synopsis is there's a virus called, I believe, the, the Alvin virus that is uh, go, spreading through Korea. And one day, a... Our main characters, uh, they they're kind of waking up, having a little little argument, little little, little love spat, but you know they they, they leave it at, uh, they, they they leave it at that. Then they, they they love each other. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Um, the story is them trying to get back to each other when the virus starts to show its true mutation. It turns the infected into sadists, sadistic sick sadists who love to hurt people, to torture people, and they are sex-crazed. Yeah. And that's the whole movie, is them trying to get back together while going through this zombie-esque type of event. With that being said, (laughs) if those three words of rape... uh, Torture and violence is not your thing. This movie is not for you. I will tell you what. They lean heavily into all of that. The, 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 rape, the rape part is, I believe, again, I watched the movie. I believe it was implied there were some scenes of, you know, ripping shirts and being very aggressive in certain areas. But I don't think we ever actually see actual, uh, the act being done on screen. There is a, a a love scene, quote unquote, with the infected. Uh, let me tell you again. Um, just be aware. I'll be talking about this for next. Um, I can't really say how long, but if just skip ahead a little bit, if this isn't what you want to hear, what you came for. But uh, I do want to talk about this film. Just kind of talk about the the crazy fucking the craziness of this film. There is a scene in the hospital where the infected get in and they start killing everyone, and uh, it kind of and again it works like a zombie uh, zombie disease where if you get the blood on you and you kind of take it in, you become one of them, or you might have it and it's just taking a little bit longer for it to uh, manifest itself as the uh, as the sadness. In the hospital scene, there's like four infected who are having an orgy. While they're covered in blood, while they're surrounded by dead bodies, and the orgy scene is—we don't stay too long on it. I would say 
at best, maybe a minute, two minutes, maybe five minutes. Well, on the safe side, let's say just say five minutes. So if it comes in the under, great, perfect. It is very, it is very detailed. You see it. The all the infected enjoy it. You, you st- again, they're just, it's, it, it, it's absurd, and it's crazy to think that someone would actually prove this film <laughs> for how weird it is. There's a scene where these four teenagers, kids who who have the the sadness. They kind of tie up this guy and start beating on him and then decide, hey, let's, let's kind of ram his privates into this pole and see if we can uh, uh, destroy his private parts. And we see it happen. And, it, and it's, it's, not, it's not overly uh, gory or repetitive, but you see the act of them doing it at least one time, ramming them in there. And it's like, oh, and you feel it and they show it to you and you see all the violence. You see... People getting stabbed in the neck. You see them. Uh, you see them getting stabbed in the eye with umbrellas. It's it, it, it's a it's a film that knows what it is. It's having fun with it, and there is a very sadistic dark humor to it. That <laughs> I don't know what it says about me, but there were scenes that kind of had me laughing, just like what the fuck is this? Uh, it's it, it, it is intense. It is. I don't want to say it's spiteful or hateful, but let's just say there's no happy ending in this movie. Uh, even for the main characters, even though I, I like what they did with the main characters in the ending, I thought was clever and so fucked up, but not like in a, again, like a, like a horror gore body horror or anything like that. Like they, they have a conversation and it is, it's so well done. And the implication of what he's saying to her is creepy and sadistic, but you also understand why he's saying it. And I'm not, like it's hard to explain, but it was done. It was done very well. I was so surprised on how how it ended and how I actually liked the ending of this. It was really good. Uh, the actors are great. They all they. Whenever I think anyone's given a chance to play like a weird, evil character, and they just gonna say, "Hey." Scream, yell, have fun, just cheese it up for the camera. I think that that's an actor's dream where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to try something. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be weird and be memorable. And uh, all the infected are very memorable in that way. It's very cool to watch. Again, very difficult. This is not a film for the faint of heart. If you think Scream is a little too much for you, don't watch this. If uh, the Friday the Thirteenth Friday the Thirteenth movies are a little too gory for you, do not watch this film. Period. For you gore hounds out there, you sick sons of bitches who love horror films uh, that are sick and a little twisted with uh, this weird, twisted, dark sense of humor, this is up your alley. I don't. I don't have anything compared to it because I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily seek these films out. I heard a lot about this one. And I thought I'd give it a shot because, you know, it, it was a zombie-esque film. I love zombie films. It's, it was different. You know, I was getting uh, the people who liked this type of stuff really liked it. So I said, I'll give it a shot. And I would probably give it a 7.5. I was going to almost give it an 8, but I think 7.5 is good. Uh, again, there's a heavy asterisk to this. Do not watch it if you are a fan of heart, if gore or the, in the implication of rape of any kind, 
is too much for you, torture, uh, dark, twisted humor. This is not the movie for you. Skip it entirely. Um, again, if you, uh, if you're a, if you're a gore hound, if, and, and if you know what that term is or how it's used, I guess for guys who like hardcore horror stuff and they love the more blood, the better. The the better the kills, the you know all that kind of stuff. This is the movie for you. I would recommend it for those people. It is really good. I wouldn't recommend it to the other nerds, Manny and Frank, at all. Uh, absolutely not. This. Again, I don't know what it says about me, but I really, I, I, I did, I, I ended up liking this film way more than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought I was going to spit it on the floor like, this is garbage. How dare you bring this to me? But no, I, I actually did enjoy it. Would I buy it? Would I have it in my collection? I don't know. Maybe if they make a really nice steelbook collection or something, like a collectible or something like that, uh, I, I might pick it up. But it's on Shudder ex- exclusively, so as long as it's on there, I guess if I ever have that itch to... Just watch a really cool gore fest with a lot of great practical effects. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just pop over there. So that's the sadness again on Shudder. Uh, I do believe it's a 2022 film. So it, it, it should be uh, brand new. I don't think there's any other film on Shudder named Sadness. Check it out. If that's your type of thing. Again, big if. So moving on from that. I I I was just really in a violent mood. I guess I don't know those. Th- <laughs> so let's move on to the lighter horror f- stuff. Our, our main topic for today is going to be Resident Evil, the Netflix original TV uh, television series. So before I start, let me say this: I like Resident Evil. I like the property. I'm not a diehard fan. I've only played the f- First game in, in, in its entirety. I played parts of the second one. I played number five. And I've seen walkthroughs of Resident Evil 6. Not the village. Not the most recent one. The one that was the one right before release. Uh, the one before the, the village. I forgot. I, I want to say it's like Biohazard or something. I don't know. Um, anyways. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil fans know what I'm talking about. The one that takes place like in, in the swamp in the in the creepy house with the mutated creepy family. So again, I like it. It's zombies. I love it a lot. Um, I have gone on record saying that I like the Paul W S Anderson films, the the um, I guess the Alice uh, saga films. They're not great. A lot of them are a lot of them are kind of bad in ways, but the action and stupidity of it, I just really love it. It's a, it's a film I could just eat some popcorn with or have a couple of ranch waters while I watch it and have a really good time. Uh, my favorite ones are probably Apocalypse and uh, Afterlife, probably. the The last film, the last chapter, is garbage, and that's a whole different conversation for a whole other day. I hate that movie with a passion, but I digress. I digress. If you are a fan of those films, skip, skip the last one. It's hot booty trash. So that leads me into Resident Evil, the, the TV show on Netflix. Boy, oh boy, did I have problems finishing this one. This was bad. It's, it has really nothing to do with Resident Evil besides a couple of words and so-called characters from Resident Evil like Wesker. 
who is not Wesker in this film. He is completely different. Um, canonically, canonically, uh, chronologically, see, I'm trying to be smart. Sometimes it doesn't work. Chronologically, this series takes place after uh, the events of Raccoon City. This TV show is split up between going from present-day future to uh, the past with our main characters. So in the past, they, they live in this place called New Raccoon City in South Africa. Why? Reasons. I don't know. Your, your guess is as good as mine. We follow Wesker as he, in the past, as he arrives at New Raccoon City with his twin daughters who don't look like twins. They're, we're surrogates from other people. They don't look like each other. So I don't know how that works. Biology. And he starts to work at his new facility. And, you know, he's doing his Wesker thing that Umbrella does, other evil evilness. To kind of sum up my problems, a lot of it stems from the way that the first episode is presented. The main character that we follow, she, again, we, we follow her in present day. Uh, in, her, in, in, her, in her story, it's present day, but for us, she's in the future. And then we follow her as a kid back in the past, I believe thir- like three months before what they call the end uh, when the, the the virus starts to take over and destroy all that fun stuff. So the the main character as a child is so unlikable to a point where like you just and this is all within the first episode. She's just so garbage. She's a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> the way she, the way she talks to her her father, the way she acts, everything is about her. Very selfish character. Uh, it's she, and she doesn't really get any better. You know, she uses people throughout the show. She, it's always about what she has to do. About boom, boom, boom. It. Uh, she is so unlikable. And then we go to the adult version of her in in, in the present day in the story, and her character is kind of bland, kind of boring. There's not much to her. It's she's just kind of going through the motions. It doesn't really make any sense. This, the stuff in the past is all a teen drama, a teen family drama. Why is it in a Resident Evil film? I'm a television show. I don't know. The stuff in the present day, uh, I don't know what to label it as. It's a, a adventure. The main character kind of goes through this journey to get back home to her family and in stuff happens to her. <laughs> her, her her main objective in the future or present day is to understand that hey we there's not enough humans to kill all the zombies it's just impossible to kill billions of zombies and think that it's it's okay she's trying to find a way to kind of live with zombies kind of be able to control them and re- re- rehabilitate them so that we can live on the same planet without any hostility towards each other. And that's what that's her main focus at the very first episode. And after that, it's Umbrella just keeps trying to kidnap her to bring her back to a character. 
which character it doesn't really matter it was a big surprise but it the the stuff in the past just ruins it you you know what's happening it's not a big reveal they act like it is oh my god did you know this character was coming back yes yes we did absolutely 100% so let's talk about more negative stuff cuz there was a couple things i did enjoy in it the very few bright spots uh, but before we do that, let's talk about more negative stuff. Specifically how this is not for Resident Evil fans. They p- basically said, piss on you guys. You don't deserve anything else. We gave you plenty of adaptations of movies and uh, animated films. Which the animated films are pretty good as a whole. Not, they're not all great, but they're, they're better than, than any, any of the live action stuff, hands down. And... Again, they don't understand the fundamental things of what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil. Uh, there is no apocalypse in Resident Evil. It might look like it from the people in Raccoon City and in uh, Africa where number five takes place. And I think in somewhere in Spain, I want to say, in number four. It, it's just... And it's always the T-virus, but it's never the T-virus. In the games, someone always takes the T-virus and mutates it to like the G-virus and the the A virus, just for example, the, the G virus. So it's always a different virus. It's never the same thing. And, and it's always in these little pocket spurts uh, throughout a little town or a village or something like that. I think number Resident Evil 6, yeah, because that was at the 5, the one that everyone hated. It turned into a straight action film. P- uh, people didn't like it. It, it lost the sense of its, of its survival horror elements to it. And that's kind of what they're doing with all this kind of stuff. The TV show throws in a couple of things. There's an episode where the girls in the past uh, are trying to find some secrets out, and they they play basically like an escape room, and they have to you know like a, a homage to the old old games of hey here's a puzzle, you gotta play a piano a certain way for something to open, or hey we gotta find how to get into here, so on and so forth. It was a kind of okay scene uh, episode. Not great. Again, brought down by the main character. Uh, not the actress herself. She was actually really good. But her dialogue and what they had planned for the character was just god-awful. So uh, I don't have any problems with the, um, main ca- with, the main, with the main actors at all. I thought they were all fantastic. Um, the evil villain lady. Uh, I again, I don't have I don't have the the IMDb uh, IMDb page in front of me right now, so I'm not sure the names other than Wesker, because he's a he's a main fixture in the Resident Evil series. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me let me be a proper <laughs> podcast co uh, pod, podcast host and see if I can pull it up here. Resident Evil Netflix. And scroll down. Come on, give me the cast. Don't don't do this to me. Make me look like a jackass. No, I'm gonna make it look like a jackass. All right. So, anyways, uh, the the main evil lady in the um in the flashback past scenes, uh, she she really grew on me. <laughs> she was really good at what at, at playing that character. And like I said, uh, the guy playing Wesker. Love the guy. I think he's a great actor. I, I, I love him in a lot. So he was in The Guest. He was in Faults. He's in a lot of stuff that I like. A lot of these indie films that I really enjoy. I thought they were, they were great. And like I said, as much as I hate the main character, the actress did a really good job with what she had. 
that's all I could really say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, okay, so here we go. So the main character is Jade. Um, like I said, they're her main, her main, her um, present day character is garbage because she's pl- pl- uh, just bland and boring. The young version of Jade, uh, when she's a, like a 14, 15 year old girl, is god awful, just a piece of crap person. The main woman I'm talking about is Evelyn, played by uh, by Paula Nunez. E- Evelyn is a really good uh, bad guy. I thought she was really great. Uh, you kind of like you kind of like start liking her, not like in a oh you're a good character, but like just like the the, the personality of the actors coming through. It's like man, you're really you're really hard to hate. <laughs> you're really good at what you do, and. That's also part of the problem that everyone's given their all, but the material that they're given is so bad. If you're hoping to find zombies in this, good luck. They're not in it that much. They're barely in this series that is Resident Evil, which is based off of a franchise that has zombies in it almost exclusively. Not even infected people are in here that much. We get some of it in the first episode and a little bit in the second beginning but then we, we go through a long drought of no zombies for probably the fur probably from episode the second half of the second episode, the third episode, the fifth episode, the sixth episode. It's not until we get to the seventh episode where we actually see some more zombies. And then eight is where we see more. That's it. Three and a half episodes. And I'm being generous. Three and a half episodes out of eight with zombies and the zombie stuff isn't even that long. There is one I lied. I guess there is another scene in episode three. So we'll say four episodes. Again, it's been super generous because when the when the zombies are on screen, they're barely on screen. We get maybe three action scenes with zombies. One is very long extended like well like one 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 action scene does does span like four episodes on uh I'm um, not four episodes. Span a a half of an episode. And these episodes are about forty five minutes long, about an hour long. So that was really good. That was that was that was a decent episode. Well, we there's no focus on that. There's no focus on survival. There's no focus on umbrella, uncovering the mystery, understanding the T virus, understanding why these, understanding how these zombies things are zombies. We don't get any of that. They saw, like I said, they they basically said, hey, we're taking the property and we're going to call it Resident Evil, even though it has nothing to do with it. If this was named something else, uh, Zombie Files on the CW, it may be a little bit better, but it's not that great. It drags. Those eight episodes drag so bad. I I think I finished in a day and a half, but I had to force myself to really watch it because I just didn't want to. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of stuff negative about it. They, uh, you know what? L- let me stop being negative and let me move on to the positive stuff. The episode again, I believe it's episode three, episode three or four, where uh, Jay gets captured alongside this un- umbrella um, agent 
that's supposed to bring her in. You know, they get captured together, and they got to break out of this uh, this weird cult group that follows this guy. He's like, oh yeah, the the future is coming. Oh, the the bright light. He's he's like a a cult figure. They break out and they have a really cool action scene with the agent. It, 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 it's just like a, a, what you see a lot nowadays in, in film. You even saw it in Stranger Things, like a extended one-shot camera action scene where he's... Uh, this agent guy has was been, been played up as, as kind of a goof. You know, he's, he's tripping downstairs. He's, 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 he's overweight. He's always eating something or looks kind of, looks kind of schlubby. But then he's like, oh, I'm very capable. And he just takes an AK-47, a couple of pistols, and he just starts, he just starts doing work. And it's a really cool scene. It's a badass action scene that was like, wow, you actually show a glimpse of something awesome in here. If you're not going to be accurate, at least be fun. And a lot of this wasn't fun, but that scene, that particular action scene was fun. It was great. We actually saw zombies. We saw people getting bit. We, also, we saw people being turned. And this guy is just... He's just going in on all of them, and it looks awesome. It's great. We never get anything like that again. Not to the whole series. But I digress. Uh, there's a monster that shows up at the end, last two episodes. A lot of buildup. It was so stupid, so cool. But they again, they, they don't do anything with it. It was a, a missed opportunity. I don't know if it was budgetary reasons. It didn't look that great on screen, but... It was cool. It was good enough where it's like, okay, I'll play along with it. But again, they don't really do anything with this this monster, even though it was such a cool opportunity to do something so batshit crazy. And 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 it gets crazy as we go along as like clones kind of play into a factor. Uh, we see a character that all of a sudden has this evil turn that looks like a bootleg blade. Uh, Again, it's that that part was a homage to the to the games, but that was a build up to that. It took us three games to get there before we saw that character the way that he's portrayed in and um, in the fourth in the fourth episode in the uh, maybe yeah the fourth I believe the fourth game maybe the fifth. Um, Wesker, the, the like I said, the guy who who plays uh, Albert Wesker. And his name is Lance Riddick. Great. Love him as an actor. I thought he did fantastic. Paulana uh, Nunes. She was fantastic. Loved her. I want to see her more stuff. I think, I, I don't want to say exclusively works in Mexico, but I think she's like a Mexican actress. And a lot of her stuff, I think, is in that. She, apparently, she was in Bad Boys for, for Life. Uh, oh, you know, actually, I do. I think she was the new uh, chief of police in that. Maybe I do remember her uh, and other things, but looking at her IMDb, a lot of it does look to be um, novellas. So I definitely want to see more from her. I thought her character was great. And when zombies were on screen, they looked good. They were kind of scary. Um, yeah. This is a bad show, guys. I don't know what to say. I, 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 can, I, I can see someone who's not a fan, who likes shitty dramas that have these twists and turns and you don't know what's going to happen and all that fun stuff. I can see someone who's not a fan liking this or at least giving it a decent watch. I'm not one of those people. I think it's terrible. 
It's just not a good show. Let's even take out again. Let's take out the fact that it has rarely anything to do with Resident Evil as a property. It doesn't understand the source material, or maybe it does and just threw it all out the window. Uh, but from my viewpoint, they don't understand anything about this franchise. As a show on its own, it's bad. Everything about it is terrible. It's just, and it sucks to say. Because I, 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 and I, I even brought it here on the show. I saw the trailers. I was actually very excited. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, the film that recently came out, I think last year, uh, was not great. But I give a little more appreciation after watching this. Like they were trying to, to do something that was Resident Evil. They didn't succeed, but they tried. You know, but they get a really big knocking points. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City because... Um, the way that they they made the character uh, uh, Leon Kennedy just a complete idiot. That's that's a sin. That's unforgivable. So Resident Evil, the television show on Netflix. Again, why is it called Resident Evil? I don't know. Why is the why why are the characters so unlikable? Why is the writing bad? Why is there a lack of zombies in a zombie show? Why did you focus more on this teen drama than actually making a compelling survival horror uh, show? Why did you make it Resident Evil if you weren't going to pay attention to the source material? Why did you waste really good stuff on this? I don't understand. And it sucks. I had high hopes. And it was all dashed. It was just just killed me <laughs> again and again I, I i do acknowledge that i am a fan not a super fan but i am a fan and knowing that going into this and the way that they try to bring a new story which would have been cool if they would have again focused on what makes resident evil popular but they don't they don't they go oh let's just make something brand new call it this and see if no one notices you know you know the old saying you can paint a turd gold but at the end of the day, it's still a piece of shit. So, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, just past time, put it in the background. You can put this on, I guess. That's the highest recommendation I can give it. Don't give it any of your... Don't, don't sit down and try to pay attention to it, even though it might help with the twists and turns. I, I don't think the twists... Excuse me. The twists are that important or that good. It's just kind of trash. Yeah, I give it a 4.5 out of 10. That, that, that 0.5 is for that action scene, purely just for that action scene, uh, the potential that it had to actually do something really cool with it. You know, because Resident Evil as a property is not, it's not deep. It's not, you know, you can, you, can, you can say, oh, you can question humanity and all this kind of, you can probably put some context to it, some, um, something like that. But at the end of the day, it's just about zombies. And horror and survival. And with interesting good characters. That's really about it. It's not that hard. But everyone just keeps messing it up. So. There's my review of it. I know that review was all over the place. It wasn't, it wasn't really cohesive. I, I wanted to do a more straightforward version of that review. But I just when I got thinking about it more. I'm like. I'm just going to start spewing off things that I hate. <laughs> about it. And. Yeah. So. And. And. 
I don't want to be negative about it, but I, I believe that the cast, the crew, the special, the special effects guys, the makeup artists, everyone deserved better than this. They had a good cast to do something cool with it. Again, a different like story. Like again, you want to make an anthology of Resident Evil? I'm cool with that. Just stick to what we know, stick to the formula, and make it good. You don't have to uh, avert expectations on everything. Some stuff is better status quo when you do it right, and it will be successful. You'll have the fans. The fans are dying for a good live-action representation of Resident Evil. And what was it? Uh, Resident Evil, Apocalypse, Extinction, Afterlife, whatever. Like After seven live-action films, eight live-action films now, and this, this live-action television show, we haven't even gotten close. Just give the fans what they're looking for, and it will be successful. And you'll have them in your pocket for the rest of your life. <laughs> Resident Evil is a very popular franchise, and you keep messing it up. At this point, I don't want to see anything from Resident Evil live action for at least eight years. Get the bad taste out of my mouth, and hopefully they can try again later. So, that's it, guys. I'm going to call this episode coming in just under an hour. It's pretty good. The fact that I talk for this much is insane. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday. Uh, you can listen to the uh, audio portion of this podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any podcast app of your choice. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Three Nerds on a Sunday. Our email contact, I believe, is on Facebook. If not, it's uh, Three Nerds on a Sunday at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, drop it there. Uh, Instagram is probably the best way to do that. So let us know what you think. Like, rate, subscribe uh, for for us. We're a little little tiny baby channel. We're we're just we're we're trying to move up the ladder. If you could help us out, that'd be great. So with that being said, guys, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. No matter if it's one or twenty or a hundred or a thousand people listen, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, full fully staffed. If not, I'll keep doing these solo stuff and I'll keep putting out content for you guys. So. Thank you again.